BC, episode 106. What's today? June 2nd, 2020. Uh, America's on fire. <laughs> it's, um, man, there has been, I'm, it's kind of some like eerie similarities to like the 60s with just, you know, it's still being like a racial thing. There being excessive police force. There being people rioting. And all the while, there's massive leaps and bounds going on in space. <laughs> like, right. I, I mean, think. I'm just thinking like 60s. I'm thinking like Kent State uh, rioting at the Pentagon, <clears throat> resisting the Vietnam War and the draft, all the while landing on the moon. That weird hyper contrast. Even goes back to the 50s when Eisenhower called in the 82nd Airborne yeah. to enforce segregation of school or desegregation of schools. Yeah, <clears throat> you know it's it's a scary, scary time. That the you know the ancient Chinese curse: may you live in interesting times. Yeah, I know, man. I, I saw someone comment the other day on Reddit. They're like, you know what? I'll never bitch again about how how uh, how I'm bored. Like I would now, I, I I wish things were boring again. Oh boy, wouldn't it be great to go back to our regular lives? We didn't even know how how. Sorry, my voice has been going all day. How alien does just last year seem? Twenty twenty <laughs> has been the armpit of years. It has been, man. So many ways. I mean, look at my hair. I haven't had a haircut since February. <laughs> I think you look stunning. It's well, I, I, of course, but <laughs> of course, uh, people are, are uh, sitting outside on the sidewalk in plastic chairs, all lined up yeah. by the barber shop. Yeah, I went yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Same shit. You gotta wait three hours to get a haircut. Yeah, I went yesterday, and uh, I'm. Well, you're looking high and tight there, buddy. Well, unfortunately, it's not cut. It's uh, it's from the last haircut. I've just been I pushing it. It looks great. Thank you, but I went yesterday. And I was like, how long's the wait? And they're like, an hour. And I was like, ooh. I was like, ah, I'm not gonna. I was like, can I just sign for online for tomorrow? And they're like, nope, you can only sign in the day of. And I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't care enough. So it came well, home. This is nice and short. You look thank great you. there, Tommy. You thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, this is just a love fest, flattering each other. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, uh, <sighs> It's definitely interesting times, and it's, I mean, it's not, no pun intended, it's not black and white. It's, I mean, on one hand, it's like, you cannot, you cannot use the military on U.S. soil. On the other hand, it's like, you can't burn down targets and beat people with two by fours. On the other hand, it's like, you can't stop peaceful protesters on the other hand it's like peaceful protesters like protesting's fine you can't light cars on fire and you and then it's like well why are they protesting because george floyd got a a knee to the neck and it's like it keeps it's like chicken and the egg and it's like it sucks because i think there are a lot of people that are are protesting peacefully and want to protest for the right reasons I think yeah. there are a lot of police officers who want to enforce the peace for the right reasons. I think there are a lot of opportunistic assholes who are destroying things and a lot of opportunistic asshole cops who are getting off in just power trips. And it's, as always, it's the worst people 
are unfortunately giving the biggest image to both sides. And it's, what do you do? Do you, do you let, you know, do you let cities burn or do you call in the National Guard? Which is which? Those who trade security or freedom for security will get neither. But if you're small small business owner Bob and a flaming trash can comes through your window and you're a bigot if you don't want people doing that, what is the... Now more than ever, I have truly realized in the last 24 hours just how little I know. Because I, I was going through all these things that I'm t- saying to you in my head, this and this and this, and then I was just like, I really am 29 years old and have no idea what's going on. Like, it's time for a slice of humble pie. It's. I think that's something we all experience. I've got some years on you, but the more I know, the less I understand. Yeah. So... I, there's one thing I understand for sure, and that is um, a week ago when I watched the video of that officer kneeling on that man's neck, I knew I'd watched a murder. Mm-hmm. As a former prosecutor, I knew right away that that was a clear case of excessive force and that we were in trouble. What I didn't know was the extent of what was going to be launched by that Mm. i mean that that kind of stuff happens not i would hate to say every day but there there are all kinds of examples of that kind of stuff happening but this was on video Mm. and it was it was very hard for me to watch yeah very hard i almost couldn't watch the whole thing because i was literally watching this man die yeah so you know that part of it to me, seems very clear that that was a murder. Mm. And I hate to prejudge that police officer, but as a prosecutor, I would not have hesitated one second to, to have him arrested. Yeah. The rest of it, my friend, what a mess. Yeah. A perfect storm. Everybody's confined to their yeah. homes yeah. for a couple of months. Now, I'm close to Chicago. Oh, shit. So we're experiencing mayhem like we haven't seen in decades. You know, people are burning this city. It's so bad that even the Latin kings are saying, we're going to help the police calm yeah. this down. <laughs> Jesus, man. I mean, how have we come to that point? Yeah, like I said, it's... It's... Like, you don't, you almost don't know which side to look at it from. Because on one side, it's like... How many times can like an unarmed black man be killed? Yeah. Before it's like, hey, like hashtags aren't working. Maybe you got to break some shit. And then at the same time, it's like, yeah, you got to like you got to bring noise to it. But when cities are on fire, like not hyperbole, when cities are on fire, how many people have now died? How many looters? How many police officers? How many innocent people? I mean, at what point now does it, is it outweighed? And it's, you know, we wouldn't have the need for this if this wasn't a systemic issue. But on the other hand, it's like. Right, 300 years of systemic oppression. Yeah. Absolutely. And I can't pretend as a middle-aged white guy yeah that i understand exactly. yeah yeah i can't i can't yeah but i do have very very close friends who are african-american men who say to me i am afraid 
to go jogging or to walk outside at night because I'm a black man. Yeah. And they're sincere about that. Yeah. And and it makes me think, you know, maybe if we had felt differently about Colin Kaepernick when he was kneeling during the national anthem, the kneeling on George Floyd's neck might not have happened. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm as guilty as the next person because I dismissed Kaepernick. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I mean so did I. I mean, how do you not? You look at a guy that's makes more in a month than you and your grandkids will make in a lifetime and it's easy to go, man, what the fuck? But, you know, I have a lot of friends serving in the military that are like, yeah, that pisses me off. But you know what? Like, that is freedom of speech. Like, that is why it's such a great country is you're free to do that. And now it's like, yeah, you know, he kneels and everyone gets up in arms. So, yeah. And, and, you know, what's the next best thing? Burn a city. And it's like, well, you weren't cool with the kneeling peacefully. Maybe it's. Yeah, man, it, it. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, gotta get, give people their room to you know make their grievances known. But how many people who have nothing to do with this are now having their businesses burned? And it's like, yo, fuck you, like fuck you, like I'm with you, but like, you know, this is my laundromat, you know, or you know, you. What about that FedEx driver that had a gun waved at him, so he floored it, ran over that guy and killed him. He's, I mean, there's a, it's on video, and he was he was cleared by the courts as self defense. But now there's some poor motherfucker that's just like, <laughs> he's going to have PTSD. He just killed someone, whether he wanted to or not. It's So now it's right. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Do Correct. you let it keep going and let cities burn? And now it's, okay, now what are we? Are we, you know, ironically, I add on Mike Duran. Now what is, are we Mogadishu now? Is that rule of law? It's. Dan- get damned if you do throw in the military damned if you don't innocent people getting fucked up it's the thing that is so frustrating for me is that when george floyd was murdered hmm. very close to if not a solid majority of us said this has got to change something has got yeah. to change this is a mess people were united and now a week later we're more divided than ever hmm. And it sucks because it's a bunch of opportunistic people hijacking something that grew from a legitimate concern and a legitimate, hey, like, we need to bring light to this situation. And that's what sucks is there were a lot of peaceful protests. Sure, pain, pain in the ass, blocking roads. But I mean, at some point, it's like you kind of got you kind of got a, hey, what's going on? Why is this guy killed? And now... All it takes a couple assholes that are like, hey, I'm going to fucking steal from this Apple store. And now it's like, well, now you can't do that. But because you're cracking down on these rioters, now it looks like you're cracking down on the peaceful protest. So now the peaceful protesters, I mean, it's like, fucked if you do, fucked if you don't. That's right. And, and the thing that really, really concerns me is I understand riots are the voice of the unheard. I, yeah. I understand yeah. that. I really do. Yeah. What concerns me is these reports that somebody is leaving pallets of bricks, yeah, and containers of stones. How fucking weird is that? Things like that for the rioters to use across the nation. Every now, who in the world is doing that, and what is their agenda? Yeah, what do they want? And of course, the left is saying, "Oh, it's white supremacists," and the right is saying it's Antifa. 
couldn't we figure out who is doing this? Yeah, it's weird because on one hand, you have Trump tweeted that video and it's that guy caught on camera literally giving money to the protesters and directing them where the things are to throw. On the other hand, you have videos of like there are these pallets of bricks and it's like, what are these? Is this, is this a coordinated effort? Is this, is, this, is this foreign? Is this a foreign power? And then there's also a video, though. There's a video of, of cops unloading them from a from a cop car, and I think that was in D.C. from the upper apartment window. I so now it. it's is it these cops are they trying to agent provocateurs or you know because that's that's a legitimate. Not, I don't mean legitimate and good. But I mean legitimate in that it is used. If there's a peaceful protest and you can't find good reason to crack down, what do you do? You dress up as a protester, get in there, fuck some shit up, and well, now you got to crack down. You know, false flag. So well, yeah, didn't they catch a Minneapolis St. Paul officer. Yeah, who's, who was involved in starting all those riots up there? Yeah, so it's so. What is going on? What is going on? Because you do have, you do have that that guy paying other people, saying, "Okay, you do this, you do that." You and it's like, well, "Okay, what the fuck is that?" But then you also have on video. Both of these are on video. These aren't yeah. you know secondhand. Well, I heard he said, she said. You have the video of the guy paying people to go destroy shit. So on that end, you go, well, look at that Antifa asshole. But then you also have a video, just as clear as the other, of cops unloading bricks. Yes. So what is really going on? I don't know that it's one great conspiracy. Yeah. I think there's a lot of opportunists, like you said. Yeah. That they are trying to take advantage of a legitimate issue and hijack it in order to bring anarchy. Yeah. Whatever their their ends are, whether it's to bring down Trump, whether it's to uh, further uh, social injustice because they're white supremacists, who knows? Yeah. But it definitely is out there. It's definitely, it's definitely not innocent. It's definitely not. That's just the way the cookie crumbled. It's, and I, I don't, and I don't think it's one giant conspiracy. But I definitely think there are a lot of powers and agendas at play. And that again, that doesn't necessarily mean some Illuminati shit. That could just be, hey man, you know, let's go get some iPhones, right? It, there's there's a lot of that. I mean, they have interviews with people, yeah. they're looters. They've said, What are you doing? And well, I'm really out here just to get some stuff. Yeah. And there are those assholes. And, you know, are there foreign powers in play? Because sure, God sure. knows we do it. <laughs> You bet. You bet we'd be right there doing it. Fuck yeah. That's what do you think the special activities division is? It has the it has SOG and POG, political organization group and special operations group. Special activities allegedly someone I've had on my podcast allegedly operates for them. Wink Uh wink. Um we know they do that. Those are they they were in Afghanistan like a week after 9/11. Those are the guys that respond to. The, but there's also the political action groups. When we go in there, because you know you have these higher and higher tiers of military. You have your soft units, you have special forces, and then you have like tier one. But at the very tippy top, at the pinnacle, is the special activities division. And it kind of it goes from like these guys are like more and more well equipped with like better and better technology and weapons. Till once you get to the tippy top, it seems like it falls off a cliff because these guys are dressed in rags with. AKs, and that is because they're supposed to blend in with population and you foment shit because true, true uh, special operations is not you go in there with SEALs. True special operations is the 
the country, the victim of it, didn't even know it was a foreign power. They actually thought it was, you know, it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence pointing to the Arab Spring being the being the fingerprint of the CIA. Yes, I was you, just going to say that. You want it to truly be. It's not just that these SEAL Team 6 came in. It's that it looks like an organic uprising. Is it a foreign power or not? And we do that. So is it? Who knows, I'm sure man? The Russians, the Chinese, uh, yeah. the Iranians, they are help wanting to help foment as much violence and civil sure. unrest as possible. Sure. Because the Chinese want to distract from what they're doing <laughs> yeah. in the South Pacific, and the Russians want to distract from what they're doing in the Black Sea. Crimea, yeah. And, you know, the Iranians, that goes without saying. Yeah, those assholes, yeah. Yeah, so of course they're going to do that. Everyone's got everyone's got their dirty fingers and everyone else's desserts. Well, and, and America's been very guilty of that, <laughs> oh, right yeah. to the point of just outright shooting at, uh, leaders of other countries. <laughs> straight up, just, I mean, General, General Soleimani, I mean, straight up. I mean, my friend Ernie said it best, and uh, Ernie was... Uh, Ernie was like, he was like, think about that. He's like, think about if there was a, a foreign power that was the superpower. Think about if they blew up Mattis in Toronto mm-hmm. with impunity. They're like, that's what we did. So, like, yeah. you got to you gotta switch, switch spots. And, you know, it's, you know, I love America as much as the other guy, probably more than average. But sometimes you got to go, okay, am I drinking the Kool-Aid? You know, it's... Sure. You know, sure. the difference between us and, and the Iranians on that issue is our capacity is much greater. Yeah, it's just we had the bigger stick. And yeah, it's, that's right. who knows, man? And it's, you know, and then it goes back to the, you know, the conspiracy that everyone thought every president. I mean, maybe I'm just too young to remember, but I remember the first being floated like the Bush administration and then the Obama administration. And the, it's always, you know, there's going to be some excuse for martial law. It's gonna, and that's when the government cracks down. Now it's happening, and part of me is like, is this just some brilliant executed thing for martial law? Is Trump a tyrant and he's going to suspend elections? Is is reality not nearly as sexy? And it's just, you know, what what do those those uh, generals say? Those World War One generals say after after World War One. How did it all begin? Oh, if only one knew. He said we stumbled into it like people in the night, stumbling over something. And that's actually what Kennedy told um I think it was McNamara told him like in the bunker like during the Cuban Missile Crisis and he said one day in the far future if our ancestors are picking up the pieces from a nuclear holocaust, I don't want them to look back to the fall of 1963 and say how did it all happen? Oh, if only one knew. But Maybe, maybe that's how this shit happens. You kind of just stumble one foot over the other, and it's next thing you know, there's, you know, there's troops in the streets, and it's like, it's been, it's been six days. When when was Floyd killed? Was that Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, it was a week ago yesterday. Okay, so last Monday. Okay, eight days, just like that. Maybe you yeah, do just new stum- world. A brave new world, as they say. <laughs> yeah, right. And we're still doing. We're still provoking overseas. We just sent oh, yeah. two B-1 bombers on a test run. Yeah, to Russia. Yeah, to destroy the entire Russian Black Sea fleet. 
and we admitted it. Oh, this is a test run for yeah. wiping out their entire Black Sea fleet. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and I mean, really, we need to be doing that right now. Yeah. It's that China's trying to tighten their grip on the throat of Hong Kong. Yeah. All these things are going on while COVID's distracting well, us. Yeah, while COVID's going on. Mind you, this entire thing is happening. <sighs> What's that? What was it? Lenin? There are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen. Yeah. I yeah. mean, goddamn, man. It's funny because now, now COVID's dropped off the radar. And what about all these thousands of protesters? Aren't they really at risk of spreading the disease? I don't know. It's point that out. And, you know, three weeks ago, people are protesting and it's look at all these assholes protesting. You're, you know, COVID's COVID is uh, indifferent to your political views. It's yeah. it's going to spread. And if you don't have it, it's your asymptomatic. So I know you're out there protesting. But now, hey, guess what? You're going to kill everyone. Now everyone's protesting. And it's not even <laughs> it's, not, it's not even brought up. Not even an issue. So we're going to see. Either coronavirus cases are going to spike. Maybe there's a silver lining in this. Maybe there's herd immunity. And in two weeks, we see there's no spike. And it's like, hey, we baptism by fire. We saw that, hey, we can open up the world again. Yeah, I appreciate, brother, you pointing out the potential silver lining in this because just, it's hard to find one. That's all of me and my buddy, me and my buddy David have been texting. Because we're just like, what is the silver lining in this for like my own mental health? What is the silver lining in this? Uh, I, I really hope and pray you're right. I know that a lot more people have had this than we're ever going to know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. what makes all the statistics so difficult to nail down. Yeah. Yeah. And you pick out what you want to see, cherry picking the statistics. It's, I think that could be the silver lining. To- I hope you're right. I know the only person that I personally know that had COVID 19 was totally asymptomatic, and her children who lived with her while she was quarantined, never caught it. Hmm. So it's a serious, serious threat to the elderly and the immunocompromised. But for most people, they're going to be okay. So we need to definitely need to protect the, the elderly and the immunocompromised. Whether we did it the right way or not. My, my cousin in New Jersey, his girlfriend, I think she lost three extended family members. I think it was in the news. It was like three. They're all at the same party. Wow. And like most of the people at that party died. They're all in like their 50s. None of them were immunocompromised. I personally don't know anyone, but man, that's the only silver lining I can see. It's two weeks go by. <clears throat> you know, let's say the National Guard just national cor- or curfew. Let's say two weeks go by and we go, hey, how- there should be 10 million cases. We can go outside now, and maybe that will be the pressure valve. The everyone goes back to work. We can start going back to the gym and the bar and the store, and maybe that will be the breathing room everyone needs. Because you're right, this isn't just a normal protest. This is a protest after roughly 90 days of something that no one alive has ever seen before. Yes, stay home. The world has stopped. Cancel March Madness. Delay the Olympics. Airports shut down. You can't go to work. Right. You right. know, definitely a powder keg. Definitely got some of that World War One powder keg of Europe feelings going on. Well, we're just waiting for the Archduke Ferdinand moment. Uh, I hope that hasn't I know. already happened. That's what I was thinking today. I was like, is this 
is this just going to be another thing that passes like general Soleimani where we were so sure that was world war three and then it just kind of went away or, or are we watching the pivotal dominoes that lead to, I mean, Trump went out yesterday of deploying American troops in our cities. I mean, regular federal troops is very frightening. Yeah. But on the other hand, we have street gangs that are out there assisting the Chicago police. Now, how screwed up is that? <laughs> You're right. We haven't seen that since, what, what World War II? The mafia in, in New York? I thought of that same thing. I thought of the same thing. Is your dog? The only difference is there's a lot more Latin kings than there ever were mafia soldiers. Probably. Is your dog okay? Yeah, it's just my dog. She's just very talkative. Yeah. She's got very strong opinions on this. I'm sure. It's, hey, man, we all do. <laughs> I mean, her real issue is someone's walking across her lawn. I mean, that is, and that it's, they, they are the unheard voice. They, yes, the, that, <laughs> that's right. And there's not a thing in the world I can do to convince her to shut up. I know. So, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Are we just... Because last Wednesday, I had on my friend Duran, who is the first guy I ever had on my podcast, and we were talking about coronavirus, and we were talking about all the things that have happened in the last year to 18 months, things that we have since forgot, you know, the fi- the Notre Dame fire, and we we're just like, these things that seem so right in the mind's eye of society, just, they're gone without, you know, like, oh yeah, I forgot that happened. What about Kobe? It's just gone. No one thinks yeah. about it. And we were talking... What is going to be the next big thing? We're going to look back on this podcast. It's now been seven days, and it's like, we're joking. Like, we're going to look back on this podcast, and we're going to say, hey, they didn't know about whatever. And we're just making up, you know, this or the that or, you know. Now I'm looking back, and it's been a week, and I'm like, yeah, they had no idea about the riots. If you had said the riots to me last Wednesday, I'd be like, what do you mean, the riots? And I'd be like, oh, buckle up. It's Buckle up is exactly right. So... On that note, what is the next thing, Paul? <laughs> I, you know, we're headed for a showdown. If New York and Chicago and L.A. Uh, do not get a handle on the violence, Trump's going to send in the, the army. And that's going to be crazy. And, and our governor, our, in his imminent wisdom, has already said no. You can't send them here. And the mayor of Chicago, who is an interesting character, has said the same thing. She literally said F you to the president. States rights. I mean. Well, there's this little thing called the Insurrection Act. Yeah, of what, 1808? 1807. Very close. Damn it. and, And it's very murky on this issue. I mean, normally they need the request of the governor or the state legislature unless... And Eisenhower used it to enforce desegregation of the schools. Remember, he sent in the 82nd Airborne. Yeah. Um, That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've got the National Guard mobilized here waiting outside of Chicago right now, Hmm. uh, ready to go. But our leadership is, uh, they're going to go it on their own. I guess they're going to cooperate with the Latin Kings instead. (laughs) You can't write this. That's how crazy things have gotten. You can't write this shit. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. And uh, George Soros or whoever it is out there supplying pallets of bricks, 
that the Latin Kings saying, "Hey, we've had enough of this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Kings say, "Come on, this that's too much." <laughs> Just, yeah, you have to you get, laugh. You get to a, you're being cheers. Exactly, you get to the point where it's <laughs> the hey. It's like, imagine if you just chose that snippet. What happened? Well, the governors are telling Trump he can't send in the army. Wait, why? Because they're going to cooperate with the Latin kings. Wait, what? For why? Because they're going to stop the fires. What fires? It's, well, the fires because everyone was amped up. Why is everyone amped up? Well, the quarantine. What quarantine? And it's just like, oh, it, uh, let me take you to a little place called December 2019. What? You know what? It kind of all went off once I started this podcast. Maybe I'm guilty. It could be. That was the Archduke Ferdinand moment. <laughs> Maybe it all will come right back to here. A hundred years later. and on an, about how crazy it is in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Where our governor and our the mayor of Chicago was trying to sneak in rules where they could put people in jail for a year for not obeying their quarantine rules. A year. Jesus. And yet, if you want to break the window or set some place on fire or torch a police car. More power to you. Whatever. You know, hey, it's all right. But but by golly, if you don't wear a mask at the Walmart, we want to put you in jail for a year. Yeah. Now, come on. Or go to church. God forbid. Yeah. You want to go to church. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Man, now, now whether or not having a gathering where everybody's singing and everything was a smart idea is a separate issue. Sure, but now we got all these people, thousands of people in the center of Chicago, chanting and screaming and yelling, and that's supposed to be spreading this. It's yeah. the easiest way to spread it. Yeah, you can't have you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't. It's if there is something that's been beautiful, and I use that term subjectively, you can eat, it could be terrible. <laughs> Is the comical hypocrisy that everyone of every stance has been subjected to and are guilty of? I mean, you got, you know, you could say you're, you know, quarantine. You have the people saying, listen to the government. It's like, oh, you bootlickers. Like, this is America. We're free. We should be able to march and go back to work. And then on that same uh, turn of a dime, you got everyone saying, Hey, we should be out protesting the cops. And you got everyone on the right saying, hey, obey curfew. And it's like, we just went from one to the other. Quarantine to curfew. And it's just like, we are just jumping on both sides. You got, you know, you you can't give me a vaccine. My body, my choice. And it's like, I never thought I'd hear that from a Republican. And then you have liberals saying, you know, now, you know, now it's time to arm. And it's like, what, what? You just said that? You just said it's time for guns? Like, it's so interesting, you know. It's things like it seems like things have switched because I have all my radical liberal friends all over me when I say things like, "Wait, you can't criminalize failure to wear a mask in Walmart." Yeah. Oh, you're selfish. You're incredibly selfish and, and irresponsible for saying anything like that. And wait, you're the radical liberal. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're supposed to be the one who's defending individual Free, rights. Yeah. And all the right wing guys that you know, I've got. 4,000 Facebook friends. So I have a big chunk of, of both. And the right-wing people are like, individual rights, you know, not law and order. We want individual freedoms. It's totally 180 it's, degrees, and it's just fascinating it to is. watch. It, no, I mean, 
my my friends and my family I, yeah it's they really are on all sides and it's it is interesting to yeah yeah you have to wear a mask and then individual rights and then but not only that it seems to have switched again in the last seven days yeah. fuck the police we need to be out there protesting bring down the government i thought you were just for all these government regulations and then you have all the conservatives going just obey the curfew and it's like wait what just obey the National Guard in the streets. What? It's, I mean, goddamn, man. It's like, it's like a party. And we've all, it's like trades. We all switched cards. Okay, it's some you, you got to do this. like Freaky Friday, only in real it life. Is. We're switching bodies. It's maybe you, yeah, it's maybe, what is the, is it the Indian or maybe Aztec, Mayan? I don't know. One of the cultures where it's, they're the cycles of the universe. And the last one which is the shortest one, but it's the craziest one is Kali Yuga. And it's, it's where things just accelerate, 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 and then break. Yeah. And then the longest one, and then you have like three others. And the longest one is like peace and harmony and the blah, blah, blah. But it always builds up to just insanity. Right. And you, you just can't write this stuff because you also got the, the people who are all are very concerned about biblical prophecy, you know, and, and the end of the world in six, 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 and then you so you've got this mark of the beast, the mark of the beast. And you literally have a patent application for the tattoo to show you've had your yeah. your your vaccine. And by golly, the patent application is number zero six zero six zero six. I've looked this up. It's true. <laughs> can't make this stuff up. And the federal legislation introduced by Bobby Rush, who is a far radical left winger, uh, the, the Trace Act for testing and reporting everybody is house bill six, 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 six. God damn it. I mean, you can look this stuff up. What are the odds of that? And that don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you, I think that this is the mark of the beast or anything, but talk about a terrible coincidence. Talk about stranger than fiction, man. I mean, couldn't they have skipped a number or something? (laughs) You think someone would have seen that and just been like, let's just do six, seven, (laughs) like, right. Right. Uh, no, 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 no. That's this is not the not the right year for messing around. No, it's, with this number. But God, just, it, not only that. Yeah, the virus is that. I mean, is that not like the Nazi trope? Value papers. <laughs> right? Yes. Right. Value. The face of yeah. making good talk. Yeah, yeah. We have these. <laughs> yeah, we have these. We're very good. Very good. Mm, like okay. Like. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. 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 How would you like to go to Walmart and they say, okay, show us your, your tattoo if you want to come in? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's not that far off from they won't let you in without the mask. Did you remember that film that was supposed to come out in like 2011 called Gray State? It was like an indie film and it was about just this like martial law, uh, National Guard. It was all about having like these chips tattoos and that's what you use to go to the stores. It's called Gray yeah. State and it was about, yeah, and it was about like a revolution and then like the government cracking down. And then the director, the film was stopped because the director was found, him and his family and kids were found dead by suicide. But it was yeah. a breaking and yeah. is everyone thinks it was a breaking and entering. And it's, uh-huh. but God damn it, that's not how it's playing out right now. It's, it does, it does seem, I don't know, it's all too goofy and too, yeah, all the weird coincidences and the, um, what word am I looking for? Uh, I guess syner- synergy, synergy, 
Yeah, I don't know what word. I'm trying to think of a word I can't. But um, serendipity. Serendipity. Yeah, no, there's a word on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I guess synchrony. Whatever. It's, but it all. It's yeah. It's a little too goofy, and it's all happening at once. And it's me and my friend talked about this, and we're like, it's almost like the Overton window, and that, and I so eloquently and vulgarly put it. It's almost like, it's almost like a sort of foreplay for and the the orgasm will be ufos this is how i put it bear with me <laughs> all right this is an interesting yeah. tangent here you've got to finish this one bear with me normally if you were just to show up with saucers or whatever and established make earth part of the intergalactic federation that would be like you know that would be like anal sex without lube just coming in dry you can't do that that's a crude but effective. Crude, crude, but I understand. I understand that. But hey, I'm only I'm only 11 years from 18. All right, so it's <laughs> it's still there, right? Um, but what other ways there kind of get things happening? You have a what 5,001 odds in 2016 when that soccer team Leicester won, and then the Cubs won the World Series, and then Donald Trump beat. Hillary Clinton. And then, you know, was it Russia? Would it have to do with hookers peeing out in beds? Does it? And then a pandemic. And then, wait, Notre Dame was on fire. And then we blow up a general and an Iranian general. And then the wildfires and murder hornets. And now riots. And it's almost like, it's almost like a sort of, we're getting more and more accustomed to and we're like building up our tolerance for what would previously be too weird and too chaotic, but it's, you know, I would never do math, but you know, if one year you do this and then the next year you try a pill and then the next year you try another pill and one thing leads to another. Next thing you know, that's how you find yourself doing meth in a trailer park. It doesn't happen like that. It does. There's builds up. Is this just some sort of foreplay to get into the human mind and acceptance of shit getting crazier because now, if there was ever a time where people maybe wouldn't freak out if there are UFOs, it'd be like, eh. But that assumes that someone's actually controlling all this. Well, and yeah, and, and someone it, is. Well, yeah, no. Uh, well, then you could be the real problem. Well, that could, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what Terrence McKenna said. He was like, some people like to believe that the Jews are in control, or the Republican Party, or the communists, or the fascists. He goes, I think what's much scarier is the idea that no one's in control. That this yes. is just happening. This and is that, just a crazy right. dance. And I, and I think that's more likely. I think it's much I more really likely. I really do. The whole New World Order, I'm not sure that they're orchestrating this. No. And if they are, they're not alone. There yeah. are a lot of, you said you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people sitting around with frosting all yeah. over their face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what me and my friend said last week. Like the very nature of something like the New World Order or the Illuminati is self-contradicting because it's allegedly composed of all these just hyper alpha males just not afraid to slit throats and backstab and these Machiavellian, Machiavellian geniuses. Well, if by nature these are these people that go out and just take what they want, why the hell are they going to practice some sort of Jeffersonian democracy once they yes. get to the top? No! You really, you're going to have one of these guys say, I'm the leader and the rest of you are subordinate? By these guys got to where they allegedly are by backstabbing and breaking all the rules. 
Yes. So you can't all of a sudden have this group of, yeah, you, you don't have two Tom Brady's on one team. It doesn't work. There, there can only be one. It's there can only be one. Yeah, which makes me think that it's. Yeah, I think the reality is it's probably the the scariest reality. No one's in, no one's in control. It's all it's a crazy storm. It is. I, I think you're right. And, and we don't have any real means of information because the media is bifurcated into liberal bias and conservative bias. So you can, like in the morning, I'll fire up MSNBC and I'll read the news. And then in the afternoon, I'll check Fox. And it's like two totally different it's days. It's insane. It's, it's amazing the spin that gets put on everything. And no matter what you put out there to try and persuade people on social media, half the people are going to say fake news. <laughs> yeah, it's and, and with there's some justification for it. Absolutely. It's it's um yeah, I saw that last night, like right as soon as it happened, like I just so happened to see like a video and it had been posted like one minute ago. And it was Trump walking out to that church. And yes. Because I guess people are tweeting like "bunker boy" or "bunker bitch," and knowing Trump is probably like, "Okay, I gotta go do some like alpha move shit, right? You gotta establish power." But I looked at that one thing, and then I went on all these different subreddits, and you could see on one side you have Trump just did the most alpha thing, you know, established law and order. This was you know went and stood by God, and then you this have people. Photograph will be in history books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump yeah. just got reelected. This was his tear down this wall moment. And then you have people saying, looking at the same video that I looked at, this is the tyrant. Tear gassing the peaceful protesters for a photo op. And it's like, so this isn't even a, an issue with who has the correct information. We're all receiving the same data. Some of us categorize it as a, a zero and what some of us categorize it as a one. I mean, it really is at a fundamental difference. It's like, Oh, wow. Like, this really is. It's like your favorite color is green and mine is yellow. And it's it's not that we don't know about the other colors. We're both looking at the same color swatches. And it's like, oh, we just actually have. You know, Trump is, is he has to operate in that weird dichotomy of half the people hate him and half the people love him. Yeah. And, you know, in all fairness, I think the Republicans have to take a little blame of this because it all started. I mean, it's been going on since since Washington. Time immemorial, yeah. The recent kind of hyper partisanship, mm. I think, goes back to Clinton and what they did to him over a blowjob. Yeah. And, yeah. and the Democrats have never forgotten that. Yeah. And so they tried to get Bush and then we tried to get Obama and now they're trying to get Trump. And it, it's it's so toxic. It is. And I like to think I, I'm kind of taking the Elon Musk approach. The it's better to be optimistic and wrong than be pessimistic and right. Because if you're right about how terrible things are, what good is there in that? Why get out of bed in the morning? So well, that that goes to an existential discussion. Yeah, that goes to a philosophical <laughs> Far thing. Far too like, depressing. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I'm trying to look at this. I'm just like it's all happening, you know, and I don't mean this in some like orchestrated way, but I just think like these are all necessary growing pains. I don't know what the end result is, but it, you know, 
It's like when you have your heart broken in a relationship. You're like, oh, this is terrible. And you can't see out of those blinders. But then 10, 20, 30 years go by and you're like, oh, that made me into this person. And and then that person who I became was someone that attracted, you know, my future wife. I would never be that new person had I not gone through this terrible thing. And it's like you almost got to have that, you know, when you build a gleaming, beautiful skyscraper – it's it, it's not a beautiful gleaming skyscraper until the end. When you look at like the di- you know digging the big basement and demolishing the former structure and then the new one and it's loud and you got all these fat constructors going by and there's just McDonald's and cigarette wrappers everywhere. It doesn't look like the polished thing until the very end. But you can't have that without having this eyesore with jackhammers running twenty four seven. You can't know? make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Exactly. Especially. Yeah. <laughs> Much simpler way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think is like, I just hope that there's this, there's a thing that comes out of this and it's like, ah, like we had to go through this. We had to go through this, these growing pains, this like puberty. We had to go through this confusing time. Well, if, if the result of it is a better situation, for black America, then it's certainly all been worth it. Yeah. I just don't know if, if we're going to be able to pull it together. Yeah. Or is it is it World War One where it ends and nothing really happened? It just kind of, instead, there was just a generation of people dead when we just kind of hit pause on the violence for 20 years and then hit resume. That's exactly right and amped it up. Yeah, yeah amped it up so that it was really the kindling of, of World yeah. War Two. Yeah. It was all split by World War One and Versailles. Yeah. And it's like, did anything good come from World War Two? Yeah, it came good because we put an end to the Nazis, but it they were part of World War Two. It wasn't like we went into it like it World War Two solved the problem of World War Two. You know, it's I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. I just maybe the maybe all of it was is we will go back to how things were in 2019. But now we will all just be so grateful for it. Something that we had just come to take advantage of. Just I mean, just look how fucking alien does just going to the store, going to see some friends. How weird does that all seem? Going to the gym. What's up, Bob? What's up, Dane? It, it, you're absolutely right. And the thought of going out and, and not having uh, your your firearm with you, you know, and yeah. thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't go without that. Or your mask, a mask and a gun. Yeah. It's like tombstone. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, seriously, it's, you know, don't forget your keys, your wallet, your phone. And now don't forget your your mask and your gun. It's yeah. some Mad Max shit, right? It, it could degenerate to that. I can see if Chicago continues to burn, I can see Trump saying, all right, National Guard, Army, 82nd Arbor, 101st, you head in and secure Chicago. And I can see our governor and the mayor resisting that. And all of a sudden, we're at a, the brink of civil war. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's also a lot of political chips on the table, you know? That's the problem with everyone always going for re-election. And, and Joe Biden's solution is, well, just tell the police to shoot people in the leg. He said that. That's what he said. 
Joe Biden the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that just showed he doesn't know anything at all about law enforcement. Yeah, and, it's, uh, and you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that no that, you know, I'm a great Trump fan because I'm not. But I, I have some I, yeah. real concerns about the options that we have, assuming we make it to the election yeah. without everything just going up in flames. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. It's yeah. I, I I like Trump, but I definitely don't praise him. I mean, he, where we are right now is not good. No, like this is not this is not something you can just be like, oh, well, it's my guy. No, man, U.S. military on U.S. soil. That is uh uh-uh. uh. That's last resort. You cannot do that. Is, situation. Yeah, and like you said, who's going to resist it? Because it's you can get your political bargaining chips. Be like, I can now say I can put in my campaign ads in twenty twenty one. I resisted Trump even when my city was on fire because there are a lot of people that that does mean a lot to who would say yes, and that's why I vote for you. But does that does getting those chips come at a cost of? Well, now it's going to be like your city's on fire, so now you're resisting the military. Start shooting. Civil War. Yes. Yeah, now I can't imagine that the National Guard and the Army would ever come to exchanging shots, but there's going to be some kind of conflict here yeah. if they don't do something to get it under control. And it's spreading into the suburbs and even into rural areas in Illinois. Really? And once it comes to the rural areas, it's going to be a problem because everybody here <laughs> has a gun. Yeah. you go and Everybody the- here has a gun. Yeah, you know it's it's the same reason the Japanese knew they could never every, invade mainland America. Gun behind every blade of grass. It's behind every blade of grass. You have dozens of millions of people who are armed, and a lot of them are right here in rural Illinois. You have five percent of the world's population in the United States. With isn't it forty five percent of the world's uh, civilian owned weapons? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the the largest militia in the world. Oh, yeah. They say there's something like 10 trillion rounds in the hands of civilians. Over a billion weapons. Yes. Yeah, man. Having gone to school in Valdosta, Georgia, and having family in where Mike Durant is from, Berlin, New Hampshire. Man, you go out, you know, I've, I guess, been lucky enough. I hated it while it was happening, but moving around a lot as a kid. Moving around to rural and urban areas. Seeing rural and Rural North and Rural South, Urban North and Urban South. I've got to see both sides of a lot of things. And people that have never left the city, like, you don't, like, it's not just, like, a funny meme or, like, you know, a movie trope. I don't, you don't quite understand how armed to the fucking teeth people are in the middle of nowhere. And it's, they'll... They'll be fun. The reason you don't know it is because they keep to themselves until you until you try to come fuck with their way of life. Yeah, and they and bite they back. In a city like Chicago, where they have the most strict gun control laws mm-hmm. of anywhere outside of maybe D.C. Yeah, New York. Those people, they're not armed. They can't defend themselves. But you come out here, and people are start going to start getting shot, and Very that's quickly. what I think the agitators truly want. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Paul, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> All right, I, I'm. I, I'm. I can't have a blank space. So, Paul, I need you to fill the air for thirty seconds. <laughs> you want me to just vamp while you go to the bathroom? Well, there's plenty to do. I mean, we really have a serious situation. Where the, 
whoever is behind this violence, it starts moving out to the suburbs and to the small towns, people are going to start dying left and right. That incites more violence and then more shooting. And then where are we? We have to stop it now while we still can, while respecting the rights of peaceful protesters to do what they are justified in doing. And that's happening during the day. But at night, that's when the fires get lit. And I'm very concerned because it seems like it's spiraling out of control. It's getting worse and they're starting to target police officers. And that's a huge, huge development. Where in Las Vegas, someone came up behind a police officer and shot him in the head. it's very scary putting out information about where police officers live really concerns me uh, it, it was, it's an unfair thing for them and their families and i'm really really concerned about it there you are I'm back sorry for that that's all right we yeah. must do as we must do we must it's I've had I've had this idea lately, like, like in, in high school I was eighteen in two thousand eight. So the first first person I ever voted for was Obama, and then in college I was hardcore pre med studying all the time, and I didn't want my future to be fucked with with uh, with uh, Obamacare. So then I voted for Romney, and then I got really into weed and psychedelics, and so I voted for Bernie. And then, and then I yeah. You've been everywhere, man. And then I moved home and have been working on myself for four years. And I've become very much more right leaning. But in my life, I have now seen that like I've jumped enough from side to side that I can now I can now not even take any of my own views seriously because I'm like I have seen subjectively how malleable my own views are in hindsight. Because at the time, I'm always convinced I'm like what I think now is right. And it is at the time. And then things change. And I look back and I'm like, I was so wrong. Now I'm right. But I can now only think that. So it's, it's actually brought me some peace. Because now I kind of look at like, I think whoever wins the election. I think we're going to be fine. Because cause at any given point, I could be on either side. And then I'm like. Well, I think I'm level-headed. I think I'd argue for the right thing, and I can, I can only assume that's how other people are. So it's I, I've been thinking of it kind of like the free market, right? It's you know McDonald's or Burger King. You're gonna get the newest, the best whatever chicken fillet or whatever. You're gonna get the newest, cheapest, and they're gonna battle it out. Microsoft versus Apple. You're gonna, you know, or Amazon Prime versus Netflix. You always have these things going at the throat of each other, and it results in the best possible product i've been thinking like you know no violence isn't good and killing people isn't good but in terms of like being at each other's throats politically maybe that's good maybe that like natural selection maybe that just produces the most efficient advanced you know the new iphone versus the new samsung versus the new do you know what i'm saying like Maybe there's good to it. I do. That's the whole idea between behind the marketplace of ideas. But the, the problem I see with it is <laughs> when you say something that's against the party line, you're yeah. irresponsible, you're selfish, you're, yeah. you're closed-minded. Yeah. Um, the 
whole idea of politically correct speech. Yeah. And you're not allowed to say what you want to say anymore. Uh, and, and people's minds are closed, and that's what worries me. Alan Bloom wrote that wonderful book in the 60s, The Closing of the American Mind, hmm. uh, essentially about the death of liberalism. Hmm. I'm really concerned that more and more people are not open-minded like you are, that, that they have made up their minds and that relativism, everything is relative. There are no absolute rights and wrongs. And how do you ever settle on the, the better Apple phone if, if you can, if you never accept that something is superior to another? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I'm, I tend to be an American exceptionalist. I think that America is something special, that our values are something special and need to be celebrated, need to be shared. But a lot of people, if I put that on Facebook, you'd be amazed at the people that would say what, that I was a bigot, oh, I that I was I wouldn't irresponsible. I would expect it. I wouldn't be. A, yeah, it's. I think, yeah, you white nationalist. Uh, yeah, you, you, you jovanistic rah-rah. And it's like, oh, man, I just... I think it's a pretty awesome place. But you're right. Because, you know, it's even when I was my most liberal, I never was, I was always like, you got to keep your guns. I was like, you can't have an overstepping government. It will never happen in America. You're seeing it happen today. Everyone that never wanted a gun, hey, guess what? You don't like this police brutality? Once they go from rubber rounds to real rounds, how are you going to fight back? By what, holding up a sun that says, sign that says, uh, this is a gun-free zone? Right. The bolt will go right through that and through your head. So yeah, it's, right. But on the same time, being on the far right, I never was once against like marijuana or abortion or gay rights. I was like, dog, like, I was like, I don't like anyone to fuck with me in what I can do. And if that means if I'm a woman that you're going to tell me I have to have this baby, or if I'm on the right and, that, and someone's going to tell me you can't have that gun... I just, in general, I'm completely for, like, everyone kind of fuck off. Leave me alone. It's Sounds suspiciously like a libertarian. Oh, God. Oh, and just saying that, even if you just said that, you'd have, you'd, I'd have my fellow Trump supporters be like, oh, so you're, oh, so you're a libertarian now. And I'd be like, what? Yeah, it's this, yeah, you can't step outside of the line. What do you mean that, you know? So even now, as, as someone that likes Trump, the fact that I'm openly saying, I don't think it's good to have the military in the streets. I just... That's nope. never been good in any country ever. I'm already having like, oh, so you think Trump's making the wrong decision? I'm like, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's but it's. Yeah, it's there's this sort of it's it's because our, our our egos are attached to our views. It's not simply like a math problem that you get wrong. And you get shown how you got it wrong. And you go, oh, yeah, you're right. Five plus five does not equal 11. OK, it's because it has it's tied to your name and it's tied to your your social media and it's you know if you have to admit that you're wrong well now all of a sudden you know you're a dumbass because you know look how wrong you were and no one wants to admit they were wrong it's it's hard enough to you know be in a relationship with someone you love and admit you were wrong let alone with some asshole on reddit or facebook right <laughs> see you were wrong you were wrong like hey man i said i'm wrong i didn't want to be attacked and it's so no one wants to admit they're wrong because no one wants to be the told you so no one wants to That's be that right. guy it's Right. And, and I have really close friends that are just so, so radicalized one way or the other that I can tell you exactly what they're going to say on any given issue. Mm -hmm. 
and just roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. I just, I just know. And there is no moving them. Can you imagine if you just took sentences about, like, today's news? And if you could just show someone from, like, whatever, 2010, and then not told them what year it was, you would have these same people that are pro-National Guard striking down the rioters. Imagine if you had said, yeah, and then President Obama mobilized the troops. You'd be like, that fucking communist. And then you'd have other people. New world order. Yeah, and then you'd have the people right now who are against it saying, well, good, I'm sure there are riots, right? Stuff was probably being destroyed. And it's like, how quickly you can just change it just by swapping the names. Well, how legitimate is your belief if it can be changed with that? You're you're so right. And the whole thing about Trump and the the tear gassing and the rubber bullets, you know, I don't know how true that is. The National Park Service came out and said, no, 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 the park police use smoke canisters and nothing else. And this was deliberately set up by the agitators to force a confrontation. Mm -hmm. Now, if it had been Obama, then, then Fox News would have reported that the soldiers wore blue United Nations helmets, yeah, and they were the, under the yeah. command of the Secretary General of, of the United Nations, yeah. and yeah, you yeah, know, same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, man, I don't know. It's I will say one thing: everyone attacking the president for being in the bunker. If if you don't think that is the protocol, just period. I mean, dude, on 9-11, the Secret Service, after being told to go to the bunker and he wouldn't, the Secret Service broke into Cheney's office and picked him up. They said, by collar, by belt, and by pant loop. Mm -hmm. They said, like a battering ram, six Secret Service members picked him up and ran him to the bunker. Yeah. There is a point where it, I mean, dude, Secret Service, these are all ex-SEALs and Delta. They, there is... They don't give a fuck about what you think is this and what you think is that. They exist on a very black and white, where are we going, where are we not going? Who dies, who is protected? They don't give a fuck. So if you think, bunker boy, there's riots outside. They're grabbing him and throwing him in a bunker. They don't give yeah, a hopefully. fuck. Hopefully. I mean, think of the chaos we'd descend into if something <clears throat> happened at the White House. I know. I mean... Because shit does happen, you know. Well, nothing would actually happen. Oh yeah, the sixties got crazier and crazier until the president's head was blown off. Like, it happens. Someone tried to shoot, or someone did shoot Reagan. Yes, (laughs) it does happen. Yes, it's it's. If you don't think that there are someone, that there are people out there in D.C. that yesterday was going to be their day and they were going to kill Trump, you're fucking high if you don't think that was happening. Just like, I guarantee you. I guarantee you there I mean how many you know Confederate southerners were it was their life plan to take out Obama if you don't think that there yeah. are these psychopaths you and it's bet. and you it's bet. it's like the secret Serv- one secret service agent said he said he said no president has ever been worth dying for but the office of the presidency is You're right and that's the problem with the, the office of the presidency now and with the choices we have is we don't have a leader that can unite the people. Mm. And, and I mean, look at throughout history, what people, presidents did in moments of crisis. Look at what, what Reagan did when the challenger exploded, you know, Lincoln during the civil war, uh, there's FDR and his fireside chats that, you know, hate them or love them. 
there were times where they were able to bring us together where we were all Americans. Mm. And Bush on the pile of rubble. Yeah, Bush on the pile of rubble. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely right. You're right. We. Yeah. And I don't think Obama did that. I think Obama was was very much into division politics. Yeah, I mean, he just, never yeah. was a uniter. Being the devil's advocate, I don't think. Yeah, I, there, there, there wasn't any like nine eleven for him. No, I'm with you, but I'm just again, I'm always, I always try to be the devil's advocate because I don't, I don't want to get into like a, an echo chamber of my own beliefs. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't know what do you do right now, because you do have to show solidarity, solidarity with peaceful protesters. You cannot be against peaceful assembly. Like you, no. that that, but you also have to show that just because you know you're cracking down at the National Guard, that doesn't mean you're cracking down on protests for George Floyd. It means you're cracking down on these assholes burning down buildings. And that has nothing to do with George Floyd anymore. No, it's a bunch of opportunistic assholes. Right, and there's. I'm afraid it does say something about our country that there's that many people willing to smash and burn shoot at police officers, light cars on fire. I mean, taking over the police station and all these things, really disturbing. And now Minneapolis is calm and quiet, and there's lots of protesters, but no one's getting hurt. No property's being destroyed. They are being heard. Yeah, it's it's kind of like... It's kind of like how Reddit has... You cool with going for like another 15 minutes? Yeah. Awesome. We can go longer. I don't care. Um, But it's almost like how Reddit has... uh, They remove things about like Tiananmen Square or Hong Kong brutality. And it's... And they will notify you that your post has been removed under the... There's a a group of Reddit has their own like internal security group. It's called the Anti-Evil Operations. Yeah. So, well, if I'm not cool with like, you know, hey, I should be able to post something about brutality in Hong Kong. And, um, well, you know, well, if I'm not for Reddit censoring, well, if I'm against the anti-evil operations, well, that means I'm anti-anti-evil. Sorry, bud, that means you're evil. So when you put your name like something like we are anti-fascist and then you burn down buildings and then you get banned, you can go, oh. Look who banned the anti-fascists. What's that make you? Well, you can't. You can't. I can't say I'm 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 anti-sadness and then go go to a playground and start shooting kids. Well, if the cops shoot me, are you guys are against the anti-sadness guy, right? Right. You can't just right. put that label on yourself. That is literally like I know I am, but what are you like? That, yeah, I, I I don't know what Antifa is. I I don't know who's in. If there's anybody in charge of it, uh, is it just a label that people grab? Uh, I, nobody knows. And, and I mean, we just put people in space, but we can't seem to figure out who in the world Antifa is. I was watching that video last night of the Crew Dragon docking with the ISS. And it was just like the the contrast is so insane. Yeah. It's like you have these like polished white vacuum sealed. I mean starships. These are fucking starships. 
And you have these these people in suits floating around and there's LED screens and they're 230 miles above the earth and they have these big mirror-like appendages that are powered by the sun. And it's yeah. just like, whoa. And it's, you go up there and there's like a black guy and an Asian guy and a Russian guy and it's just truly the pinnacle of humanity. It's Starship Enterprise. Yeah, it's just like, wow, we can do it. On that same day. It's, you know, marching in the streets, like, go back inside, go back inside. This is court. And it's like, I mean, it's not boring. That's, that much is for sure. That much is known. It is not boring. It isn't. It is indeed interesting times. And what we need is someone to do, again, to go back to, I don't know if you've ever seen Reagan's speech when the Challenger exploded. This before your time. Yeah, I was born and in you 90. were just a baby. I was born in ninety. Okay, so you were what two or what? Challenge, Challenger was four years younger. You weren't even born yet. Yeah, this Challenge, was eighty six. Challenger was four years before I was born. So his speech was so moving, and he helped us as a nation to be get to mourn and to begin to heal and to go back to space again. Because that was his gift. You may, may yeah. agree with Reagan or disagree with him, but yeah. the man the great communicator. had the ability to communicate a certain pride in the potential of America. Yeah. And and Roosevelt could do that. Mm. John F. Kennedy yeah. could do that. Um, even Bill Clinton could do that. I was going to say, like, uh, like, but, like but the current guy is yeah. so divisive. Say, like him or not, there's no denying Obama's speaking abilities. I mean, good lord, that guy could sell ketchup to someone in white white gloves. It's what is the saying? He could sell a ketchup popsicle to, to a lady in white gloves. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, a certain level of you're right. There isn't that because as tempting as it can be to be like, well, the president is. I like what he's doing, so I'm on his side in this divisiveness. Mm -hmm. You can't have that. You really got to, you know, as someone with three brothers, like, dad never, it's not like dad ever took someone's side. It was this yeah. sort of literally bringing everyone in for a hug, all these little kids. And it's also figuratively like, well, we're one unit, all right? And we're under this house. So under this roof, what are we going to do? Yes. Yeah. Right. And and President Obama, who was a man of great skill and great dignity, did not use those skills to unite. Oh. In my opinion, he went all around the globe apologizing. Yeah, the apology tour. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that didn't work for me. That was not what the American president is supposed to be doing. No. But that's a whole other yeah. discussion. Yeah. It's. it's how, how does Trump fix this? How does he... Final thoughts. How does... How does I know your dog has, has some opinions. There he goes again. Yeah. He's got opinions about Trump. Yeah. <laughs> how, do, I want, like, how do you... He has, to, he, ha <clears throat> he has to be able to please both sides. How do you do that? <clears throat> how do you do that? Because you can't just crack down on pro on riots. Because if you crack down on riots, it looks like you're cracking down on the protests. Oh yeah, that's the real problem. Isn't that's it? that's the that's the real that's like sort of like Mike Durant talked about in Black Hawk Down. 
he'd be out there with your gun and you'd see a guy with his grenade launcher literally he'd have kids hanging off of his shoulders and attached to his shins so you'd be walking with kids with a gun and you have all these american operators like like what the fuck like you know so how do you you know maybe one thing you could do is i'm gonna have to go give that dog a tap on the backside you're fine um is say protest all you want from 8 a.m to 8 p.m we're not gonna mess with you protest all you want but at 8 p.m that's that's we're gonna cut it off at that point yeah and if you're on the street after 8 p.m we we have a problem yeah that that seems to be a good starting place and i realize they're trying to do that yeah but those the curfews are being ignored yeah i mean protest as much as you want start breaking shit there's going to be a problem yeah because because if hey if it's the national guards not enforcing this then guess what the much less patient business owner with the 12 gauge is going to enforce it yeah it's going to be rooftop koreans part two it's you know <laughs> talk for five seconds i'm going to go yeah, make, make yeah, this dog be yeah. quiet it's all right Mr. Paul Wickham, episode 105, 4.24 p.m. Eastern. Well, I tried. You're fine. Um, as, soon as, she got out of, as soon as I got out of the room, she... You're fine. We, we can wrap but Here's a thought for yeah. you. In Chicago this weekend, unrelated to the George Floyd situation, we had 80 shootings and 19 people died. Jesus Christ. Now, think about that. 80 shootings in one weekend in Chicago. Where are the protests? This is a city with, with, with a history of very restrictive gun controls. And what's being done about it? Nothing. You don't even hear about it on the news. No. Imagine if that had taken place in a white community. You really would see the National Guard on every corner. Yeah, you're right. But this is a normal weekend in Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's par for the course. It's is expected. It's... I don't know. Paul? Yes, sir. Would you like to do another one next week? I'd love to. I fucking love having you on, brother. Uh, we have a good time, don't we? Hell yeah, we do. I'm going to... I want you to, because I've talked about it almost every episode, but no one else has read it. But I feel like, I don't mean to give you homework, because I've listened to it like 10 times. Uh-huh. I'll send you a link to the book, Raven Rock, by Garrett M. Graff. Dude, you you won't be able to stop listening to it. It's about all the bunkers and continuity of government. I think okay. it will. I think it will provide for a juicy conversation in the context of whatever happens in the next week. Sounds good to me. I, I hope that next time I see you, we'll be able to say things have calmed down. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or it's going to be blacked out. <laughs> it's going to be one or the other. Mister Paul Woodcomb, as always, thank you for doing my podcast, sir. I love shooting the shit with you. I have fun going down the rabbit hole and. Um, Everybody stay safe out there. Thank you, my friend. Yes, sir. You go take care of your dog. Oh, I like your tie. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, man. I'll see you, buddy. Peace. Peace.